0: It doesn't seem possible, but we are just one short week away from Thanksgiving Day. Amidst the many holiday memories I have, a few often rise to mind this time of year, some positive, some negative. I'll tell you about one of the positive ones coming up next.
1: Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley.
0: Welcome to The Inner Life, the show dedicated to bringing you an hour of on-air and online spiritual direction, helping you to live out your Catholic faith today. I'm Patrick Conley. The onset of the holiday season may bring you feelings of eager anticipation or those more akin to stressful aversion, perhaps a mix of both of those among a plethora of other emotions. What sort of holiday experiences have you had? For me, one of the most touching and memorable Thanksgiving experiences was when a large group of my wife's extended family were gathered at my in-law's place, and we decided to partake in the time-honored tradition of sharing something we were grateful for. It's not a novel idea, but it is powerful. So we each wrote ours down to kind of preserve anonymity, and we had one person read through them all aloud. And as each was shared, and the list grew longer. You could sense a spirit descend upon us, a spirit of gratitude, a spirit of unity, a spirit of love, a spirit of peace. It was so potent. A tear was even seen in the eye of the toughest and otherwise most impenetrable of family members. All the same, not every holiday season has been equally as peaceful. As often as not, the stress of gift buying and holiday hosting, the mixture of family dynamics, the illness or death of a loved one, and a myriad of other factors can make the holidays more a time of agitation and anxiety than peace and joy. Finding peace in the holidays is our topic for today's show. Joining us as our spiritual director is Father Michael Martin, a conventual Franciscan priest who serves as the pastor of St. Philip Benisi in Jonesboro, Georgia. Father Mike, welcome back to the inner life. Thanks for being with us.
1: Patrick, thank you. So glad to be with you in particular on such a uh, uh, needed topic, I think, in our day. There's a lot riding on uh, the next, uh, next six or eight weeks, you know.
0: Yeah, there really is. If I may be so bold, Father, how does a Franciscan friar celebrate the holidays?
1: Well, um, it depends. I think for the most part, um, we are, uh, we celebrate together here, uh, in, but again, throughout my religious life, I've been times I've been closer in proximity, uh, to my family. So I've been able to, uh, share the time with my family. Um, the last few years, that's not been the case. And so, uh, believe it or not, next Wednesday, I'm picking up the, uh, uh, the, the turkey from the butcher and, um, <laughs> I will, I will be, uh, in charge of the turkey on, on Thursday. We have a number of friars from our area that are, uh, coming over to our house and, uh, we'll, we'll have the, have a wonderful feast. I hope.
0: Yeah. Well, that's just it. So so even, even with your with your assigned duties so you're not unfamiliar with some of the stress that can come with uh, meal preparation and j- making sure everything's ready at the right time and ready done just right and that sort of thing either huh
1: not at all but i, I will admit that the friars are uh, very uh, gracious in their mm. um they're not very judgmental in that regard and just put something uh, in front of them and they'll eat you know whether it's <laughs> on time or not so I'm, I'm blessed enough. that way so
0: Well that's a good thing that's a good thing and that's probably a good tip right there is just right. to, to be gracious to be you know grateful and gracious in terms of whatever it is and whenever it comes that we have to receive yeah Well uh father let's let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we see in scripture about just peace in general. Uh, St. Paul in Philippians 4 writes, Have no anxiety about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then he follows that up with, And the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's a great sentiment, of course, but there's truth here too. What, it, what do you think, how would you say that St. Paul is encouraging his readers to uh, embrace the peace that God has to give?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, let's be clear that um, the what St. Paul is speaking to, in that moment, um, is probably a little more dramatic, uh, in terms of the anxiety that maybe his listeners may have had, rather than whether or not, you know, the Turkey is going to come out dry or not? You know what right, I mean. So right, um, yes. So there's anxiety, and then there's anxiety, right? So yes. um But I, what I do think um, St. Paul is really clear about here is grounding us. You know that um, let's not forget, no matter what the circumstance, whether our lives are being challenged or whether we're experiencing just the uh, hectic uh reality of of holiday holiday preparations that unless we're rooted in christ unless we realize who has created us for whom we have been created and our ultimate destiny um then anxiety will run away with us unless we find ourselves rooted in god and so i think that's um a primary uh shout or call out for all of us to Get up every day in in these these times and and just put our feet on the ground and realize whose we are and and why we're here and big bigger picture you know that too often uh, during the holidays the holiday becomes the big picture and mm-hmm. okay slow down a little bit you know so I think um, being grounded in something greater rather than Uh, Just the holiday itself, I think, is uh, what St. Paul's really um, calling us to in this moment.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Another uh, oft-quoted, when we're talking about serenity of soul, an oft-quoted psalm, of course, is Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah, and uh, that too can be a a balm, and maybe there is a a sense in which we can turn to scriptures like these to help us, to remind us to remain rooted in God and the peace that he provides, yeah?
1: Yeah, I I also think that um, in particular Psalm 23, you know, has um, for many of us been uh, a comfort in particular during during difficult times, you know, and, and... Uh, and I'm not sure that, uh, that it has to be only seen that way. You know, the, the holidays oftentimes come with some days off, you know, and to uh, sadly, we, you know, we then overstuff like our bellies, you know, we overstuff our schedule with, you know, doing this, doing that and, and miss the opportunity for just some peaceful, doing nothing, you know. And so, if we saw Psalm 23, a little less from that, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm upset about something or I'm distressed about something and, and I'm shepherded by the Lord. If we could also see, the Lord wants to take me to a space of calm, to a space of rejuvenation, um, you know, to be restored not just from some tragedy or difficult time but rather just in in the beauty of you know of today you know and so um I I would hope that during these um during these times we find some time to uh, to just be a little more (laughs) a little more at peace a little less hectic and 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 allow peace to be a greater joy than just, as you said, the balm for uh, what what aches in in our lives. Does that yeah. make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it does, and but let's be honest. There's a, there's a lot of things societally that work against that. Now, thanks be to God, um, some of the of the retailers have started to recognize that the Black Friday frant, fanaticism or whatever freneticism, whatever is going on there, uh, that that has uh, that has kind of overtaken us, and and it's more important to maybe let some employees have that Friday off, and so there's been a little bit of a pullback. But I'm still my my uh, you know phone is saturated with ads of, you know, Black Friday deals, this, that, and the other thing. And there's a lot in our society that works against that. It just seems like, okay, you've been given a few days off. Well, here's a, here's a whole laundry list of things that you can get done, whether that's, you know, cleaning up around the house or getting chores done, shopping in in preparation for Christmas and all that sort of thing. So we've really got to be intentional about that, right?
1: Certainly. I, and I think, um, you know, nature at least for us in the northern hemisphere um nature screams to us uh um. about a okay let's dial it back a little bit now granted i'm i'm here in in the atlanta area so i'm in the south and what just strikes me in these days is that the the trees are just now starting to lose their leaves and i know in other places throughout the country um you know, that may have already taken place or may not take place at all, you know, because you're not in an area where there's, um, trees that are like that. But, um, I think that, that we have a lot more darkness, um, that gives us some, uh, opportunity to step back and maybe, um, rest a bit more, but also just watching the leaves fall as they do that small dance down to the ground, you know. And so uh, all I'm saying is that nature can speak to us or even just the cold, you know, that uh, makes us wrap up a little bit more either in a, uh, a scarf or a hat or, a, you know, or a blanket, whatever it might be. So let let nature speak to us about, you know, this time of year calling us to maybe do a little less, even though our phones and our, you know, and lots of other uh, communication tools are maybe telling us just the opposite.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great point. We're talking about finding peace during the holidays with our spiritual director, Father Michael Martin. And if you have when was the time? Maybe you have a, a great memory of an especially peaceful holiday season or just even an encounter of peace at Thanksgiving or at Christmas, sometime when that has really made an impression on your soul and lives on in your memory. Tell us about it, and tell us why and how that peace descended upon you at that time. On our toll free studio line, eight 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 triple or excuse me, eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine again, triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters. You can send us an email if you'd prefer, inner life at radio dot com. Well, Father, I think uh, one of the things that is uh, that may be the cause of a lot of anxiety for many people is the well. The truth of the matter is is that this is the time when family gathers and that can be unpredictable to say the least and uh, oftentimes it's you know there's not people who always necessarily see eye to eye around the dinner table any thoughts as we begin to turn and our our vision our focus in that direction any thoughts as to maybe at the outset what are some of these things that can threaten to steal the peace that we might be otherwise able to enjoy
1: Yeah I mean I, I... I I almost want to just out of the gate um, push back a little bit on on that um, framing of the conversation because I I, again maybe I'm I was just deaf to it um, 30 years ago but I I didn't really see my family um, that way 30 years ago you know And, and and not that I I do now necessarily I just I think that more and more we're allowing a uh, a very divided and binary culture to allow us to see everything mm-hmm. in terms of this or that for us or against us you know um and, and gosh I I just I, that saddens me you know that family life um it's interesting, um, the Office of Readings today for um, the Feast of uh, uh, St. Margaret of Scotland was a, a passage from Gaudium et Spes about mm-hmm. married life and, and family life, it was just beautiful. Just this, I think it was number 48, uh, chapter or, or section 48 in Gaudium et Spes, and it just went on about um, God's love being made manifest in the family. and. What, what that can be. And it was so, so beautiful um, to just hear that reading, um, call us to a, a greater vision, you know, and so if, if we start out by saying, "Uh Oh, you know, I've got to deal with the relatives. And yeah. every time I deal with the relatives, there's always conflict. And, you know, like, just slow down here a little bit. And first, see the the joy of family and that there is uh it's the heart of the the life experience you know and uh it's the birthplace of of our you know our very lives and and so it's always a cherished space that doesn't mean it doesn't you know have potholes and doesn't have you know uh areas that stink a little bit, you know? I mean, it's got all of that, but let that not be the first thing we see, but rather, um, you know, think about our families, you know, even the families that are dysfunctional in the extreme, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, there's still God's presence that uh, can be made known. And, and even in the midst of that, and, and that's where our theology drives our um, our vision. You know, okay. if I believe that God God's goodness, God's glory can be made manifest in the stinkiest tomb, you know, that God can resurrect anything, then I'm on the lookout, out of the gate for God's presence in my family, even with weird Uncle Billy who picks his nose and is obnoxious and has all these <laughs> political thoughts that are not in, aligned with me, you know, like, so finding, uh, the, and committing, committing to that vision of my family, that doesn't sugarcoat it. That doesn't deny the, the hurt of, um, you know, something that was said, you know, at Easter or something that was said three years ago, or, you know, a very violent, uh, episode from the past, whatever it might be, it doesn't deny those things. But it says, I see life through Christ. Mm-hmm. I see life through him. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's a, it's a matter, at least at the outset, of doing kind of an attitude check of our own and adopting the attitude that uh, is, was laid out for us in Gaudium et Spes, as you were talking about. But it's really the, the wonder, the, the mystery, the tremendous vehicle that the family is to encounter the love of God there. Is that what I'm hearing, Father?
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I I think w- with all its warts, um, right. you know, I, I think um, married couples know this most of all that you better love your spouse's weakness. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean you like it. That doesn't mean it doesn't irritate it, irritate you. But you better love who they are in their weakness, because really, that's I mean, that's what we ask God in God's mercy to do with all of us in the sacrament of reconciliation. But if you haven't loved, haven't embraced in, in love the weakness of your spouse, y- you have no, no hope, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's not gonna last, you know? And so, so too, all of us married or not, uh, or as we look at the rest of our family and, and try to have the perspective of love, we better love their weakness, we better love them where they are, we better encounter them. You know I think if we if we consider the um, the Good Samaritan, which is obviously a parable that everyone knows and and we consider our journey through the holidays as we ourselves are the Samaritan, hmm. and we're going to encounter family members, some of whom are more wounded than we are. You know, we never really talk about the Samaritan's wounds or, you know, the difficulty that the Samaritan encountered, Um, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, he gave his last couple of coins in order for the, the, the hurt person to be, to be cared for. And so if we see ourselves as on the lookout to enrich and, and raise up the lives of the people in our family even when they see things very differently than than we are we're a samaritan and they're a, a faithful jew and the two are not you know they're not voting in the same booth you know what i mean and so yeah. can we see ourselves on the lookout and willing to not only embrace them but to go the extra mile in love Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about all my wounds. I'm trying to be proactive in bringing the good news of the gospel to so many hurting people, many of whom are in my own family. Hmm.
0: Hmm. It's an excellent point. Our spiritual director, Father Michael Martin, as we're talking about finding peace in the holidays, if you have a time when, again, that stands out in your own experience of a very peaceful holiday time, what was what was what made it that way? Give us a call and let us know and encourage and inspire one another at triple eight nine one four-nine one four nine. Or maybe you've got a difficult situation that you're just about to head into in this upcoming holiday season and you'd like some advice, well, Give us a call, ask your question of Father Michael Martin, our spiritual director, at 888 914 9149, or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We got more coming up of the inner life right after this. Stay with us, we'll be right back. You can support relevant radio in many ways joining a giving society, donating a vehicle you don't need anymore, and now donating a piece of land or other real estate. Donate now at relevantradio.com slash property. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio, on relevantradio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We're talking today about finding peace in the holidays with our spiritual director, Father Michael Martin. And actually, just uh, in case you're wondering, one one story that Father Rocky tells, navigating difficult family situations, can be found over at relevantradio.com slash encounter. And as he's always encouraging us there, we can always take any of our situations, our problems, the things that we're facing in life to Jesus, Jesus present to us in the Eucharist. Check it out, this week's video at relevantradio.com slash encounter father you were just talking before the break there about uh you know specifically you're talking about the good samaritan and and talking about the samaritan himself and maybe some of the wounds that he was facing and looking at those who are coming into our midst this holiday season as those who are wounded that we're called to take care of and is that I, i assume that this is part of maybe what it means like in the beatitude of blessed are the peacemakers to be a peacemaker in our in our midst um is that a good way of going into the holiday season when it comes to interacting with family and friends and that sort of thing is to be a peacemaker
1: yeah i, I as long as we understand that um peacemaker is not the um, the the space where I step into some uh, issue between two other people you know that i'm I'm not the referee I'm not the one that sends people to their corner and, uh, mm. and, and allows, you know, there to be some peace in the room, because I've broken up the fight. I, I, I don't, I don't think that that uh, image um, is, uh, is appropriate. Rather, I think, um, you know, am I, is my presence, one of peace? You know, mm. I, I remember, oh my gosh, like it was yesterday. Um, I knew my great grandmother um, on my mom's side, uh, my mom's mom's mom. Um, I knew her until I was in my uh, 20s. She died. I think it was 21, 22, something like that. But uh, um, we, we would fight to be able to sit next to her and just have her hug us and you know, pat us on the head or caress our, our, our hair, or just, she was just this peaceful person that we wanted to sit next to, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so that image is what, what remains with me uh, when, when you say about, you know, being a peacemaker um, that my presence is what people want to be around because I allow the the tenor of the room changes because i'm there and that's a positive you know so um that that might be a heroic or a saintly quality of my great grandmother um, but i i don't think that it's um it's beyond any of us to be able to say i i want to make sure that um that i can bring that kind of peace and a lot of times the way we can do that is man can you roll with the I won't say with the punches, but with the program, you know, Hmm. too often we come to the holidays with a schedule and uh, a, a set. This is what you know, we expect it to be. And then other people have their expectations, you know, and now here's the conflict, my expectations don't match with yours. So being a peacemaker in some ways can say, you know, I'm not going to fight on that hill today. Um, I, I'm going to allow my will to take a backseat, you know, and say, hey, if this is, you know, something that would be a blessing for you, let's do it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you may not use those words. But, um, you know, especially when it comes to folks who have been working hard to make the the, um, you know, the holiday nice for everybody. For us who maybe have worked a little less, to be able to say, you know, hey, whatever, I'll I'll go with, you know, whatever y'all want to do, I, that's good with me. You know what I mean? So I think in that way, we can avoid the the silly conflicts by simply saying, you know, how important is this?
0: Yeah. I think you said something very important there too, Father, specifically with expectations, that there's a lot of expectations oftentimes that people have that they're carrying into that, that are based on who knows a number of things. I'm sure it's kind of the sentiment to be behind the holidays that they've come to know and then come to expect that they're going to encounter this. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's negative expectations too. Maybe people are coming in with expectations of, well, they're going to argue about this over dinner, or this is likely to come up because these two people don't like each other. But, Sounds to me like what one of the things that you're saying is also to do an expectations check going into it and be ready and be flexible to whatever comes comes
1: right, yeah, you know uh, I think you hear that over and over again in the in the secular world about um, giving us some tools, and i I think they're really well you know well stated uh, around Uh, dialing back your expectations that Mm -hmm. uh, too often the expectations that are, um, you know, that we place upon the holidays are so unrealistic. And um, to just be willing to say it, you know, it doesn't have to be the best Christmas ever. It doesn't have to be the best New Year's ever. Um, It doesn't have to be the best Thanksgiving ever, Um, but it's the one that we're in right now, you know? And, And so I think, um, I think that's important for us to, uh, to keep in mind, certainly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe shifting our gaze slightly anyway when it comes to some of the things that can upset our peace during the holiday season is I know this is a time of year in which many people have experienced loss in one way or another. Um, but specifically, there's this seems to be a time of the year that is inordinately marked by the death of loved ones. My own dear mother passed away on December the 27th. Um, um, of 2016. So there's, I know what it's like to experience loss at this time of year. And that brings about memories, feelings of, you know, well, this happened this one year and that made it a completely different experience. Any thoughts that you might give father and how to be peaceful in the midst of remembering, and maybe even this year dealing with loss of a loved one?
1: i tell you, um, that, that really is such a, a challenging uh, dynamic, where I, I I feel very cautious about not wanting to oversimplify grief, you know, yeah. and say, well, you know, do this or yeah, that. It, it's such a unique um, uh, experience to to all of us, you know, and we all sort of process it in in a time frame that. Um, can't be necessarily outlined um, and and then everyone sort of just easily follows suit. I think right. that um, understanding ourselves and understanding that our emotions around grief, um, whether it be you know that we you know we can't think of anything other than the hurt or sometimes it's even the guilt that we don't feel enough hurt, you know, whatever it might be on whatever end of that spectrum, Mm -hmm. to just allow it to be and know that uh, Christ walks with us in that space, and that the rest of your family, um, you know, is not expecting anything other than you to be where you are, you know, and if they do expect other things, that's on them, you know, and, and um, I, I, I don't want any of us to, uh, to imagine that um, we can't, you know, we have to hide our feelings during this time, because everyone's Mm -hmm. so happy. And, and um, no, I mean, it's okay to be, to be where you are. But also, to, you know, especially realize the joy of the person who's deceased, you know, the loved one that we've lost that their joy, they would not come back, You know, even yeah. if they could. And, and yeah. that's, I think, a good, uh, a good place for us to uh, at least begin to experience some joy is to at least know the joy that our deceased loved ones um, are experiencing and, and and heighten or highlight that as at least a starting place for our own joy. Mm-hmm.
0: And what would you say to actually checking in with somebody, especially if obviously if the loss is recent or if it was if it marks an anniversary of the loss of a loved one and that sort of thing? I mean, sometimes we can shy away from that, but it seems to me like it might be a good idea to, even if it's quietly off in a private conversation, to be able to come up to somebody who's especially affected, perhaps, and say, so how are you dealing with that? Is that that, uh, something that should be partaken of?
1: You know, I I tell you, Patrick, my experience has been, and it's only one person's experience, so Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not promoting this as gospel, but... Um, My experience has been that most people who are grieving appreciate when uh, in some, it doesn't have to be with hello, but in some way to acknowledge, hey, I'm sure um, you're thinking about whomever uh, during these days and um, tell me what that's been like for you, you know, to allow them, you know, make no assumptions, but uh, but to not avoid that topic—that's been my experience—is that yeah. there's there's there can be peace only when we at least raise the topic. And if the other person doesn't want to go, there, great—that's their that's their choice, and and we're gonna roll with that too, you know. And so um, allowing it to go in whatever direction it's gonna go, but not to fear bringing it up because we don't want to um, you know, stir the emotional pot that pots already being stirred, you know, so Mm -hmm. there's, there's really no harm in acknowledging it. I I find most people who are grieving, appreciate that we've done that. So that would be a a simple rule of thumb that I, I that I have found works. I'm not saying that it's, you know, infallible by any stretch, but I do believe that it, um, it's honest. You know? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And I would certainly say that that's to So to add my experience to yours, Father, that would be that would be my experience as well. That uh, for myself, um, when people check in with me about that and when I'm able to check in with others and I remember to check in with others, that's been it's been cathartic. It's been helpful in that in that way. We're talking about finding peace during the holidays, maintaining peace during the holidays and even making peace during the holidays. With our spiritual director, Father Michael Martin, who is a conventional Franciscan priest and the pastor of St. Philip Nietzsche in Jonesboro, Georgia, if you have Patrick, a story, yeah, please.
1: Pardon me. I was just I, before we get off that topic. I, I yeah, I, I would also just like to add that um, having honest conversation with someone who's in mourning about um, what what you know, like a lot of times we feel like we have to rush in and do something, you know, like we can't let her be alone or we can't let him not be part of, you know, the party, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's one thing to invite. It's another thing to force, you know, and so for, for some people who are, who are mourning during this time to require that they be, you know, in in the midst of the, the big celebration, um, is is almost more painful for them only because it's more work trying to conceal their 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 hurt. And and so to honestly say, hey, look, we would love for you to be here. We want you to know you're very welcome. We'll come get you. Whatever, you know, all those types of things. But if it's better for you just to be by yourself at this time, I certainly get that. And give people that freedom of agency to be able to determine what's going to work best for them. You know, if they choose to maybe stay at home and then we're all sitting at the party feeling bad, like why did, why did we let him stay by himself? He should be here with us. You know, that's, that's more our issue than it might be theirs, you know? And so walking that fine line sometimes I think takes a real, T- just takes honest conversation we may make the, the you know a mistake or they may make a mistake they may think they want to be alone but they they really need to be with other people but i don't think we can make those decisions for people
0: yeah yeah well and you also brought up father if uh, if someone is preferring to be alone um specifically and uh, if the invitations have been sent but not again not forcing them but what about those who uh maybe in a related topic who face spending the holidays alone, uh, just because their family is far away. Uh, they haven't been necessarily invited to friends, houses, or ways to celebrate. What about loneliness during the holiday season? I mean, any particular ways that we can be helpful in those types of situations or people who find themselves alone for the holidays, things that they can turn to.
1: Yeah. Great question. And, and, um, I do believe though that, um, I, I've had this experience myself, um, you know, where just because of circumstances I, you know, I, I couldn't be with others. And um I I think that there's um there's rich potential here for um a different kind of experience that l- allowing the um the determination of loneliness to be the characterization of myself and my situation, Um, first of all, we've got to ask ourselves, is is that, you know, real or is that, you know, sort of self-imposed, you know? And and what I mean by that is we've all been lonely in the middle of a crowd and we've all been by ourselves and not felt lonely at all, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think trying to ask ourselves okay what's really at work here what's you know really going on you know when you know your family you know like you think about servicemen and women who might be um, you know abroad or can't be with their you know with their families or you know first responders who have to work that day or whatever the case might be um, they know that there's a family that's you know out there somewhere that's missing them and there's great comfort in that connection, you know. So at the same time for those of us for whom there's really no family or we just don't have the connections with others and we find ourselves, you know, feeling alone. I think recognizing that that reality was the same in um, September or the same in June as it is now during the holidays and say, there's nothing about this time that, that somehow makes it different for me. This is a circumstance of my life. What am I doing? Or what would I like to do? Or what do I think I can do in order to, um, to step out of that if I, if I choose? And if it's a, you know, if I prefer um, to be alone more than, uh, than with others, then that's my choice and I can find peace in that but uh seeing you know what what's it, what's really at work in this moment uh, i think is a tougher question
0: yeah yep yeah, lots of good advice from our spiritual director, Father Michael Martin, as we're talking about finding peace during the holidays. If you have a story of how you found peace and how you tend to be a peacemaker around the dinner table at Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner, whenever it might be during this holiday season, give us a call at triple eight nine one four-nine one four nine again, eight eight eight-nine one four-nine one four nine, or send us an email, inner life at relevantradio.com. We've got more of the show coming up and more conversation to had about finding peace in the holidays. But we're going to take a short break. Right now, stay with us. We'll be back right after this. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com/slash quest. Welcome back to the Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, and Thomas Angus are on the phones for us today, as well as to our spiritual director, Father Michael Martin, a conventional Franc- Franciscan priest and pastor of St. Philip Benizzi in Jonesboro, Georgia, as we're talking about finding and making peace. Maintaining our peace And partaking in the peace, peace That the Lord has come to bring us During the holiday season specifically So if you have a way in which This has been a meaningful uh, Peaceful time for you And you've come to uh, live into that peace Tell us how Give us a call at 888 Or maybe you have a question About how to navigate a specific situation In peace 888 is our studio line Or send us an email Innerlife at relevantradio.com Father, we had an email come in from Judy who specifically asks, how do we better will the good of the other of family members who are living in sin? Uh, She says, I do feel sorry for family members who are living together in same-sex relationships, living together without being married, not going to church on Sunday, and these family members she says are fallen away catholics and her request is help me find more joy with them during the holidays she says i do not mean to judge them but i do not like the sin that they are in so any comments for judy and maybe more specifically how um yeah how we how we navigate those relationships when others are are living out sinful lives
1: yeah let's just first remember that we're all sinners and we we're all living in sin so um, you know to characterize just some of our family members as uh, as sinners as opposed to the whole lot of us I think starts us um, in a uh, or da- sends us down a road that um, is really hard to, to back out of so when we all acknowledge our own brokenness and uh, and our, our flaws uh, that, need the redemption that only Jesus can bring um, that I think places us on an even par with all of our other brothers and sisters who may not share my exact sins, but um, you know, we're in we're in one big uh, in one big pool in that regard. So that that would be my first uh, step. The second one would be to just imagine the uh, the ne'er-do-wells uh, in that shepherd group who, who showed up at, uh, at the birth of Jesus, uh. you know, and I just think, you know, what a collection of uh, who knows what that mm. must have come in the door and <laughs> in their own way uh, gave a- a- as best as they could gave uh, praise uh, to, to the Christ child. And, and so, you know, re- acknowledging that and recognizing that, I think, helps all of us. Um, I think it, it helps all of us to, to just appreciate that, can we rejoice with those whose ability to worship, whose ability to praise God, whose ability to follow his uh, his way is limited by any of a number of uh, factors that we can't even begin to comprehend. Um, But they're doing what they can to the extent that they can. Can we celebrate that? Can we rejoice in that with them? And I think, you know, it's interesting um, if you think about the uh, at the uh, the Easter Vigil, no, it's not the Easter Vigil. It's the um, uh, at the Good Friday service. You know when we we pray uh, those intercessions, and the, liturgically we go through all the different people in our world, and in that prayerful intention, the 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 church calls us to acknowledge some good in that cohort that. That is a blessing uh is is an opportunity for thanksgiving to god as we as we hold them up as well, even though we may not be in full communion with them and so I think that spirit that is epitomized on Good Friday, realizing that that's these are the people for whom Jesus you know suffered and died as well, you know and so um, let Jesus be the savior you know there's no way. That we're going to, you know, successfully, whatever that means, address those topics, let alone try to address them during the holidays. Hmm. Don't go there. Do not go there. I just it's a recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah, Father, you mentioned the the shepherds coming into the nativity scene, which I I really I appreciate that and that's going to be an image that sticks with me for a while. But one of the things, one of the scriptural passages that occurred to me was right after the calling of Matthew and Jesus goes over to his house, you know, with all his tax collector and sinner friends right and having a great <laughs> dinner party with them. But there's Jesus right in the middle of them, you know, right having having dinner with them, and which is yeah. I think a great model something, you know, that uh, great to be uh, keeping in mind as, uh, and, and maybe we see ourselves in one way as bringing the peace of Christ in that situation, but equally remembering, as you said, father, that we're all, we're all in need of that. We're all sitting with the, with the sinners, the tax collectors as well. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's just a matter of, uh, perspective, you know, whether they're looking at us or whether we're looking at them, you know, we're we're all sinners looking out and we should be welcoming, um, more than judging.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good point as well. Uh, well, one of the things we haven't we haven't mentioned yet, and perhaps this can be, I know it can be a, a strong source of joy around this time, is the presence of kids in our in our time uh, together with family. Is that kids can oftentimes bring some of the most uh, not just humorous, but actually blatantly joyful times into as they kind of have this, of course, childlike wonder as they're looking on these things. Uh, any ways that we can um, really turn to the kids and help them or have them um, maybe inspire us to a greater understanding of peace and what it means to be peaceful and, and to embrace the wonder of the season?
1: Patrick, what a great question. And I'm so glad you asked it, because I think we don't think enough about the possible the possibility that we have in the lives of young people mm. at these times to witness to our faith. And when I say witness to our faith, it doesn't necessarily mean that we um you know that we have to do some treatise on the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist but- re- uh, yeah okay that's that has its place as well, but to be able to say to a child who's your grandchild or who's your child or who's again you have to be careful about boundaries without a doubt, sure. but to be yeah. able to say, let me." you know, I'd like to tell you about what this season means to me and how God has worked in my life. and mm. it's a different message than they will get anywhere else if you can witness your faith in these holy days. Um, and then ask them how they see God at work in their lives uh, around these holy days. You know, it's so it's a it's a both hand, but you know these aren't these are messages that no one else is going to share with them. They're not going to hear that any other place. Let it be people of faith that say, "Let me tell you a little bit about why um, this this moment is special for me." And I just out of my own history, um, we weren't big Bible readers in in my family as as children, but Christmas Eve we always read the infancy narrative of Luke in our living room. Mm -hmm. And I remember that like it was yesterday. And I would say that finding those moments for adults to transpose the world's, um, you know, co-opting of our holy days um, to transpose it back into the light of Christ. Yeah. Um, no one else will do this for you. No hmm. one else will do this for these children. Hmm. Um, we have to do that. And in our own words, in our own way, uh, but in ways that are um, needed and necessary for us um, to pass on to our, our future generations what, um, what is most important to us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a beautiful vision. Well, Father, just in the minute or so remaining before we ask for your blessing, I want to return to where we started from. You talked about being rooted in Christ in the midst of all that the holiday season is coming to bring, the good and the bad, whatever it might, whatever may come. Just uh, maybe a word from you in closing about how we remain rooted in Christ throughout this holiday season.
1: Interestingly, um, isn't it odd that we have to dream up uh, ways to stay rooted in Christ during Christmas. You know, yeah, like, right. His names right in Good this point. season, you know. Mm-hmm. So l- let's just continue to remember, um, you know, that. Um, and as tr- trite as it might be, you know, he's the reason for the season. You know, and that um, this, the, we can't have that taken from us. That uh, that we're still celebrating his presence in our midst, God in our midst is is what uh, bring us, brings us, the, that's the greatest gift that has been shared with us and that we can share with others. So um, it, it's right in the name of the season. We don't, we don't have to look anywhere else. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Father, thank you so much for being our spiritual director for the hour. We're really grateful for all of your advice and your thoughts, your reflections. May we have a blessing from you before we let you go, please.
1: Certainly, Lord our God, uh, your holy days are a gift that we treasure. Allow us to live them in peace and allow our peace to transform the lives of others. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.
0: Amen. If you missed any part of the show or would like to share it with others or listen again, find us at relevantradio.com slash innerlife. Tomorrow here on the program, we're going to go over the four last things. Death, Judgment, Heaven, and Hell with our spiritual director, Father Matthew Witter. Coming up next, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass with our celebrant Father, Rich Getchell. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, grace and peace.